So tell me what you thought about Songland. We're just jumping into it, I guess. What did you think? Um, I mean, overall, it was a weird concept for a show, but it was okay. Okay, that's not... What's the concept? Uh, the concept is basically that these four people um, that I assume, like, you send in videos of them singing or whatever, uh, they kind of uh, come into a room with a with a couple musicians, uh, and then there's a guest, like, musician or band that comes in every episode. Um, but this episode is Florida Georgia Line, and if you know anything about them, they're basically like a country um, song. They're people who write they're country, country songs. They're people who write country songs. Uh-huh. Um, they're so a, a country band. Yeah, they're kind of renowned for their song Cruise, um, which came out in like 2013. Sing it. Uh, no, I'm not gonna sing it. <laughs> but okay. basically, uh, these four people, uh, they. They perform songs that they've written themselves in front of these, uh, in front of the judges, and then the judges give notes to them, um, just on how the song could be better and, and what they liked about the song. Yeah, at first I felt like I was watching a master class on how to write songs because it was just really odd, and I didn't get what they were doing until about halfway through the show. Because you um, went into it blind. Yeah, I didn't. I so you'd never heard of this show before? No, not at all. Neither have I. And I, it felt like an NBC show, and it, I think it is an NBC show. It's so. weird. Like, The Masked Singer, Voice, uh, well, American that, Idol, they all have, like, commercials. But yeah. this one, I don't remember seeing a commercial for it ever. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's why I didn't really know anything about it. Um, and that's what kind of made this a little odd, because I was just completely sidelined. I was like, is this just going to be about songs written by people the whole time and they just give notes, but... I think it's the first reality show that we've reviewed. Yeah, it is. It is? Okay. And so, what happens is they then eliminate one of the four people, usually who had the worst song, and um, then... Did you think it was the worst song? Yeah, I did, because it was the most country, and I I do not like country music. Okay. Even though I do like the crew song that uh, Florida Georgia Line came out with a couple of years ago. I know that a ton of American Idol uh, winners have been like country artists, and I'm pretty sure the voice, uh, there's a big country audience out there. Yeah, no, country definitely is breaking, broken into the mainstream, I feel like. I think it has always been in the no, mainstream. No, I, I think there was a point there where it kind of was like... I think as soon as Miley Cyrus made USA, to, or what was it, Party in the USA, I think that is what broke country into the... Yeah, I mean, probably one of the songs. That's what, you agree with that? No, okay. but uh, country really broke in in the 70s and stuff like that, I was just playing along with the joke. But the ending of this is basically they bring the three people who have made it into the uh, finals. They get assigned one of the musicians who are the mainstays, not the band, but the musicians, one of them, because there's three um, musicians who kind of run the show and then the three musicians get in contact with the band for the next like day or so i think they get like a day or maybe a Wait, week so how do they find these guys so there's four people right they all write songs yes they and all write their they own all songs. pitch their own song right yes and i assume what they do is they send it into kind of like nbc or whoever runs songland and then they pick the four best from those auditions who's and then- picking them I, we don't know. It's just usually... It's like Shark Tank, basically, with songs. Oh, well, if it's Shark Tank, then who are the people who are judging them? The people who are judging them are the band and the three people who are also musicians, but who run the show and are lesser known. Like, Florida Georgia Line, after one of these people gave a song, we're, gave notes on it, and we're like, I like this, but you could improve the lyrics better on that. And then there was others who were like, 
oh, you know what would do really well is if you did this and that. And so that's why I felt like a master class mixed with Shark Tank. Well, you're talking about Florida Georgia, man. But, like, every week it's a new famous artist, right? right? And, I, and the reason I keep saying that is because Florida Georgia Line, like I said, is country. And that's what this whole, that's what all four songs uh-huh. were, basically. Yeah. And so then... They've had some interesting artists, though, besides them. They've had, like, the Jonas Brothers and the and Will I Am and, like, uh, just a ton of people. Her, um... Yeah, I guess I feel like they have a whole diversity kind of a music to, to choose from. But every week it's like... Yeah, every different week. Yeah. So that's, that's again, why it kind of felt like a master class. But to, to get to the... I guess one can get to one part. So basically, um, what they do is once they eliminate someone, they say, we'd love to send you to the studio. Mm-hmm. And the studio is basically, you know, of course, where they have the songs. And the they song get in contact. studio. Yeah, they get in contact with the band, think what would be better. And then... Um, after the, they like have come up with their new and improved songs, they perform it in front of everyone again at the same place where they were original, where they gave their original song, mm-hmm. and whoever had the best song out of all of them, and th- that's chosen by the band themselves because yeah. obviously the other musicians who worked with them would have chosen them. Um, whoever had the best song uh, with their remade song by Florida Georgia Line in this case, um, end up getting a writing credit on a song that the band sings like florida georgia line ended up singing yeah. the song that the person wrote because they're a songwriter they don't necessarily have to be a singer yeah well i mean they have to sing their own songs yeah but if it's an amazing song and they're only mediocre their whole idea is to sell it to a band that can really do great things with it yeah one thing that I've always had a problem with with these reality singing shows, though, is that, like, the artist comes in and their audition is usually, like, the thing that is memorable about them. Like, it's really great. And then they're, like, overproduced and such, where when they do it again later on in the season, it doesn't sound nearly as good because it sounds like everybody's come in and added flashy pr- uh, production value stuff to it. So, did the songs ever sound better at the very beginning than they did at the end? Well, no, because we only heard them twice. Yeah, so I was asking if the first one was ever better than the second one. Uh, I mean, uh, not really in this case, no. Okay. I mean, but, That's the, good. but the thing is also is that, like, you heard the notes that the people gave right away when they heard, gave the song. So when you heard like their advice being taken in the remade versions, you were like, oh, that does make it sound better. Oh, that does this, that. And in that sense, it is better than shows like The Voice and, um, you know, and other singing type of shows. Because at least there was like, oh, they're actually giving information that should help with their songs. Well, the three people you were talking about, sort of like Shark Tank, were... The producers, Ryan Tedder, Esther Dean, and Shane McAnally. Uh, and Ryan Tedder is the lead singer of One Republic. Mm. And Esther Dean has been like an Emmy-nominated person like a ton. Not sure if Shane uh, McAnally has had any real um, singing-like experience. Uh, maybe I'm doing him discredit, but I think he's more of a producer type. Um, and they're the ones judging it seems kind of uh, <clears throat> more complicated than some of these other shows where it's just like the person comes out and they either get picked or they don't. But it's more like they're pitching something and then every week is a new winner. There's not like an ongoing yeah, set of people. Every week is a new winner. That's, that's a little different as well. And that's, that's better in this case, I feel like. Yeah. It gives more people a shot 
and every week you kind of get to know some more people. That being said, though, you don't get a fandom from, like, the same group of people. Yeah, but I'm I'm personally okay with that, not only because I don't like uh, singing shows, but a lot of people, like, uh, like, a lot of the people saying this episode really liked Florida Georgia Line and saw them as inspiration, so mm-hmm. it was even, like, cooler seeing people who really enjoyed their music being it's able like to meet their idols. It's like when people go on the voice and, like, Blake Shelton's music right. or Maroon 5's exactly. music or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is supposed to be like sold as an inside look at the creative process because like normally songwriting doesn't get the same uh, respect that the singers who sing them do. Like I know that oh, <clears throat> it was it Camilla Cabello or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, she the songs that she sings aren't necessarily ones she's written, and they get tossed around to a bunch of different artists before. Uh, and sometimes the artist have like has like conflicting dates, kind of like with movies, where someone can't do two movies that they really want to do, and so like a different artist comes in, and then they get really successful with that song, mm-hmm. and then the first artist is jealous because they realize they picked the wrong. Well, yeah, movie. and I know that like even Bruno Mars wrote like F U for CeeLo Green, so oh. like yeah, you know. yeah, but those are when like the artist, the singer writes something famous, and we like to talk about those. But what they're talking about is like the people who never get real credit for it. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what made this, like, any kind of so weird, is that, like, I understand why Florida, Georgia Line ended up making... The song was called Second Guessing. That's the one that won. Uh, and I understand why they ended up singing it, but I feel like the person who wrote it and who did sing it um, kind of deserved a little bit more credit in there. Uh, How so? Their name was... Well, their name was Griffin Palmer, and they were... Uh, they. The funny thing that they did before every single song was that um, I guess they shot their own music video and then like they sent it into people and the people who liked the song and would eventually invite them onto the show edited the music video for them. Yeah. So you actually saw like their own kind of version of their the music and like you saw the words like on different parts of the thing. And, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah, basically. So I mean, but I feel like Griffin Palmer, to answer your question before, deserved more credit because again he wrote the song he sang it he didn't sound like awful or anything he sounded pretty good and i mean like overall i feel like just a writing credit on a florida georgia line song though pretty good is not i mean as much credit as i think he deserves what else could they do for him well i mean i don't know but florida georgia line is overrated to the band like maybe you have a part <laughs> i mean this might sound really cheesy but maybe have a part of the song from or something like that you know you mean like because uh, charlie puth actually was in uh the or first season i think and he like demanded that he was part of the song that he sang right the one he got famous for when i see you again yeah like they wanted to go with someone else but he was like i'm not giving you the rights to this song unless i'm the one who's in it i think I yeah i mean story. yeah like Something like that. I yeah. mean, obviously, the people at this point in their careers aren't. But I think really agreeing to be on that show, they probably signed something right off the bat that says you kind of give up the licensing to your song because you're here to publicize yourself, not your material. Yeah, but I still feel like it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face. The person I think, because I've Will I Am has traveled a bunch of these reality shows. Like he's been on The Voice UK version. He's been on American Idol as a guest host. He's been on. Uh, uh, this show as well in the first season as the person who decides songland yeah songland but instead of choosing like a winner of the top three he actually took all three and said that he was going to put them all on his next album 
And then the one that they voted off, he said that that person should release that song with themselves as the <laughs> singer because it would become a hit and they would wow. be renowned for it. He sounded like just a really cool dude when yeah, he was doing it. Like he was making friends with everybody. And so like if everyone could do that, that would be great. But then it wouldn't be too much of a competition. But yeah, to imagine like if an artist basically takes out, I don't know, of like a fifth of their album to give to um, entrepreneurs in, in the songwriting business, that seems <clears throat> really nice on one face. And then on the other face, they're kind of exploiting the fact that these people have done all the work to give you a really good song. And all right. you're doing is and kind I mean, of no, I, I, I know that Florida Georgia Line, obviously, they had to start off kind of in the same place. But like I said, with the fame that they already have to take the song... That's, you seem to have a real problem with this like premise, but it's, I think, what they're trying to sell, right? I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah, you're probably not the only one. I know other people who have negative opinions of the show actually like the concept a lot, but found that like a lot of the episode is just filler and vague talking, and there's just not enough of the actual music being shown. <laughs> I um, mean... I, I don't know how I'd feel if I watched other episodes, uh -huh. but uh, there, I can definitely see where the filler aspects come in after they vote off the one person whose name was, um, oh, oh, Victoria Banks. Victoria Banks. And she made a song Not called, That's a Country Song. That was the song that she wrote. Okay. Um, after that, they kind that of... That does sound like a country song. Yeah. That's a country song. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so, and it sounds like one too. Uh, uh -huh. But when they went to the whole entire planning stage of how to make the song better and stuff like that, um, I never found the show like great or anything, but the show definitely did slow down. Because the first half is just the song and then notes on it. And then the second half is just the songs and they pick a winner. Mm -hmm. So you're, this has been around for two seasons. Mm -hmm. Started in 2019. Do you think it has legs? Do you think it's going to be one of those shows that uh, survives for 10 seasons, like The Voice, or well, is it going to sort of disappear? It could go really, really both ways. I would lean towards this thing is probably not going to last too much longer, just because, like you said, you see a lot of stuff for The Voice and Mass Singer, and you see a lot of promotion for it, but I never heard this song in my whole entire life and was really like surprised because, um, again, it was on NBC and I hadn't heard about it. Yeah, it's got ads. a lot of famous people attached to it, though, so I, it, I don't know. This could be, and I, and the other side I see is kind of also where it's like, I could see myself watching the fifth season or hearing, seeing this show and clicking on it and it being like season five and me being like, what's this? And it being on NBC mm -hmm. for that long, so. Yeah. Do you think it's at all deeper for the fact that they're not just going towards the face of a singer and saying, we're trying to find a new singer? Or do you think that it's basically a reaction by NBC saying, we've got too many shows trying to create the next idol. We should draw back and just let these uh, these people who want kind of a one-off to get pretty famous. On its face, I feel like it's kind of just the whole entire one-off situation in NBC. Like It is 40 minutes, right? Yes, it is. So you have to invest 40 minutes into this and kind of at least you get to hear some music. Um, no, and then, but, but again, I had to hear 40 minutes of country music, which isn't my favorite. So. 40 minutes of country music? Yeah. Huh. I mean, for country fans, that's got to be heaven, right? Yeah, well, I mean, 
that you're not listening to professionally produced country songs. You're just, oh, you're not? Because I thought by the end they would have produced it a little bit so that it sounds like a country well, song. Well, they, they do. I mean, they like they, they worked on it and it does sound better than it originally does, but I'm just saying. Did like, you say what your favorite song was? Uh, well, the, there is another one called Lean On by Sean Austin and uh, Hope's High mm-hmm. by Luker. Um, that L-U-K-R, that's how he spelled his name. Yeah. Um, I can see what, what it sound like. It was just like this really, really happy song. Oh. It was probably like the, the, the one who was the most like bubbly with his personality, I guess. But Actually, the contestants, a lot of them, even though they're competing as songwriters and not singers, a lot of them come from other types of shows like The Voice and yeah. X Factor and no, such. That, that they jump they jump all over the place. And so, so um, I they mean, make a career out of it. I uh, I can see why second guessing got it, but if I had to pick, I probably would have picked Lean On. Or Which episode Hotel. did you see? You saw season eight episode. Season, season two. Sorry, season two episode. Eight? I think six. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's the one with Gloria George Line. They literally name it the name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you you said that. <laughs> um, no, I mean they named the episode the title of the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if you were to compete. What band would you want to do your song? I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, Maroon 5 would be cool to kind of get like comments from. I feel like, like Maroon 5 has become the new Coldplay as far as people see it so mainstream that they kind of hate it. Uh, yeah, well, you just mentioned Coldplay, and I think that that'd be pretty good as well. So No, I just meant as far as, like, I guess Peter's going to hate, right? That's yeah. What, yeah. You're too old to be saying that. I'm only 93. I don't know what you mean by that. Um, yeah, so if you would recommend it to people, would you? No, because, I mean, I didn't think that this was an amazing show, but it had a cool concept, I guess. Okay, so no recommendation, but you think it has a cool concept. Yeah. If you were to perfect the show, what would be your what would be your main thing? Uh, I mean, probably just find a way to make it more... To make the songs more engaging, I guess. Yeah, but then at the same time, you were just attacking the fact that the music industry wasn't giving credit enough to the winners. But at the same time, you, th- you want the winners to do better, <laughs> like make better songs. Well, not not just with the songs. Like I mean, kind of the full forty minutes because again, it, the plot or the plot. It was it was a simplistic type of show, even though it was different enough um, rather than these other shows. It was just. Let's perfect the song, eliminate one person, and then make the song perfect. And if it's not the best, then you lose. Were there jump cuts? Like when uh, it got to the part where they were who's planning, gonna win? Find out next. Well, there week was no there was no host. Oh, there's no host. There's That's no weird. Host, yeah. What's Carson Daly been doing these days? The Voice. No, I'm, I was being sarcastic, but like, yeah. Who, no. who would you have hosting? This isn't no. It's it's one of those things where there's not an audience either. They walk in there, and it's just Florida Georgia Line and the other people. And the three people? Like, so it looks like Shark Tank? Uh, yeah, and it, and there's a band as well. But, like, Carson Daly on Shark Tank would be amazing. Like, he gets to go in there and interview annoying. people. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Psychotic. Like, I, like, I, like, I, like a, just a chaotic 40 minutes to have to deal with Carson Daly and then the five people just looking smug the only whole time. If, only if you, like, included in, uh, people's, like, um, texting. Like, they could affect the who, who uh, got what offer and such. Like, you could tell just, like, all the billionaires or millionaires would, like, start hating themselves and hating the show because they have to pander to the fans. Yeah. All right. Well, 
overall, you made it, you kind of sold the show to, like, I would watch probably, like, 30 minutes of it and just to check it out, kind of skip through the songs and such. Um, and maybe it'll get better as time goes on. I don't know. Maybe. Be hopeful. Yeah, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Uh, and that's where I think we'll leave you with in today's episode. Join us next time where we review whatever we review. I'm, I don't know what and it is I'll yet. be doing the research. You'll be doing the research. I'll be watching it. All right. Thanks for listening.